This is the Amateur Hour with Brandon Sicleri. Cool. What makes one Pretty pig cool. better than the other? Tim Shagru. Uh, Brandon's the ref, I'm the fan, and JJ's the player. And Marty Finucan. Red-blooded American. Apparently Woodford is not well. Oh, I love Woodford. I know, right? Mm. (laughs) You should join me on a fox hunt one of these days. We'll drink bourbon horseback. That sounds like right up Marty's alley. I like scotch. Like actual hunting of foxes? I'm a scotch or? guy. Yeah, it's more like running around chasing coyotes in the South Carolina woods. Oh. It's quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, so we are sitting here at Yard of Al in St. Pete, Florida. Why we are at the you S- say that so weird? I always reading it from I the say, I say them. Yards Al for Yard, some reason. I forget the Al. Al. But we are here at the SSIA conference in St. Pete, Florida. We are going to kind of reach around, reach out to people who are in the uh, SSIA around the country and talk about their social sports, how they get started, and uh, introduce you to the other organizations uh, around the country. Here we go. Oh, so we started this last spring. It's been about a year. Yeah. We've done like, yeah. this is our 35th episode. Our, our first recording oh gosh, was on it. a cell phone in the middle of a table. We That's just awesome. huddled around it. Yeah, it was at Tim's kitchen table. Uh-oh. Tim's kitchen table. <laughs> and uh, No, it was in the backyard. It was in the backyard. Back- yeah, we uh, just put my cell phone in the middle. And we couldn't edit. We couldn't do anything. And we just went with it and talked about mostly our football league is kind of how we started. And yeah. then we're now branching out into uh, other leagues. So. You guys are like living out the dream that I had for Kaboom. I think you're going to turn your volume like, up. This is the coolest. <laughs> you know, it was a, uh, I don't, why did, Tim, I don't even understand why we um, decided to do this. So uh, me and Ragavan arguing over what con- constitutes as a female involvement in a football play. At like three o'clock in the morning at the bar, and so. we're like, you know, if we can talk about this and argue about this, <laughs> then we for sure should do a podcast. So, sure. <laughs> yeah, we normally have an intro as well, but it doesn't seem to be playing. It's something with the That's all right. We can edit Wi-Fi. that in later. Oh, yeah. is it? Oh, you're trying to play it off of? Yeah, uh, we'll just edit oh, it later. Okay, it's not okay. that big of a deal. Yeah, um, that's fine. Yes. Yeah, I so, don't have to. Do so that we have Marty, you know, Marty Fanukin, Brandon Sicleri, Tim Segru, and uh, we're joined by Chrissy Greenleaf. And that's how you pronounce it, correct? It is. Yes. Okay. And you are part of Tampa, Tampa, uh, right? No, I'm no. not actually. I work solely for the Sport and Social Industry Association for the SSIA. Okay. So, w- where is the headquarters of that? Uh, it's really wherever I'm, you know, living. Wherever you are. <laughs> yes. You are the headquarters. <laughs> I'm the it. headquarters. Galen and I are the headquarters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how did, how did you get started in that? Uh, well, I got started in the association because I had owned a sport and social club in Pensacola, Florida. I started Kaboom Sports and Social Club in 2013 and, you know, wanted to find some good business networking opportunities for myself. And so in 2014, I joined the association, had a great time at my first conference and decided that I wanted to run for the board and be involved in, you know, making decisions within the within the industry. Um, and so I was on the board for a few years. I had to make an unexpected move um, in 2016 and because I was, you know, an active member in the community, I was able to easily sell my club, and uh, they offered me a paid position. I started part-time as their associate director and then just started full-time as their uh, executive director this past October. So how long do the terms run for executive director for SSIA? Well, so the executive director is just, you know, a, a staff member, um, but we have elected officials. Um, that's our executive committee. Uh, So that's our voluntary board, and it consists of different owners and staff of clubs across the country. And those terms um, are for the year. Uh, But this past year, we actually changed it to where when you run, you're running for a two-year term. That's cool, then. Oh, yeah. So for some reason, I thought everything was, like, uh, voted upon. But this is an appointed position that you you have for as executive director. Yes, correct. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So... When you f- what first got you into running the Kaboom 
in Pensacola, Florida? Well, um, my background's in advertising and marketing. And when I lived in San Diego, my ex-husband was in the Marine Corps, so we traveled a lot. And it was always hard to you know, meet new people and get involved in communities. Um, and kickball, it had been being offered in cities around the country, but it hadn't really taken off um, you know, quite yet everywhere like it has now. Um, so when I moved to San Diego, I actually started playing in a kickball league there. And I just, I mean, it was a wonderful community experience, but then also seeing how interesting it was from like a non-traditional marketing platform. I just kind of put it in my back pocket as like, Hey, if you're ever in a market that doesn't have this already, maybe you should give it a shot. I mean, yeah, I guess I think off the top of my head when I think Pensacola, I don't think sports or just in general. So it wouldn't surprise me if you, when you got there, that there wasn't something already established for it well there were city leagues but there wasn't anything that was social you know it was kind of like you show up you pay your fee and you go home afterwards i wanted to you know kind of make it more my own and go to sponsor bars and put on pub crawls and have a good time with people living the dream basically exactly basically yes it was doing. wonderful so like when people would ask me what i do for a living i'm like um i'm a professional kickball player and I also like to dress up in ridiculous things. I have a whole costume closet. So, I so people I'm a professional football player. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to start going with that gonna... one. So you play kickball still? Uh, I haven't gotten to play in the last few years, but I'm going to be returning to the field here this coming spring. I'm so excited. Do you, do you play any sports right now or no? Um, I mean, I ride horses. That is quite a sport. Oh, equestrian. Yes, All right. for sure. The game on equestrian. I think, that, I think yeah. we started yeah. I think we tried really to do that. difficult to do. I think that was our April Fool's joke last year was that we're going to start <laughs> yes. doing game on sports for pets and oh horses. I mean, that could work. I mean, I personally have a dream of like creating some sort of equine-centered sport and social club. It'll happen one of these days, gents. So we had one of our players on, uh, Ray, when Ray was on, and he he's was in marching band in college and he had like all these fascinating things to say about it but it's one of those things that you know there aren't like unless you you know are in a marching band somewhere in college once you're done with that there's not really much to do with it i imagine it's the same thing for horse riding unless you're competing there's no like social thing for it to like hey if we all just wanted to get together and ride and ride horses or ride horses i mean maybe there is and maybe i'm i'm oblivious to it but you're oblivious to it and there definitely is but that's okay like yes, I think, call him out call him out no, no 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 it's okay i feel like it's easier to stay involved in horses as long as you know you have a horse and whatever but um it's easier to stay involved in equestrian sports i think throughout your life than it is to stay involved in other sports until now with all these wonderful sport and social clubs that we have across the country so this is our hobby, uh, social sports. Love. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I think you answered the question. Your hobby would obviously be equestrian, sure. riding horses. Yep. Uh, is, uh, anything else? Or does this just take up so much of your time? And I mean, this is my full-time job now. When yep. I had Kaboom, I mean, it was not my hobby business. It was the job that I did full-time. I had started uh, the first year I was doing it part-time. I was still the marketing manager for a company. Um, but after that first year, I decided to take the leap of faith and really make it my business. And so, um, so it went from hobby business, but still taking it seriously to like, all right, we're doing this. Let's make it happen. So what pushed you over the edge to, to say you wanted to do that? Um, I think I just, I saw the potential that we had. I mean, you know, the first year we weren't super big, um, but there was the desire for it. And I always was good at kind of grassroots marketing and understanding how all of that kind of works. And so just kind of trusting in you know, my own background with marketing and advertising and kind of applying that to to this business, and it, it seemed to work out well. So seeing you're obviously really ingrained and involved with the organization, what do you think or what do you know, what is the biggest sport? Um, okay, well, volleyball is a big one and kickball. I'd say it's probably kickball's number one, volleyball, flag football's also another big one. We have the top five. It's kickball, v-ball, flag football, uh, soccer's coming up there and might be dodgeball. It's changed a couple times over the years now. I feel like dodgeball is one that comes and goes. Like it, it does, as, yeah. Like people get interested in for it for a hot minute, then it dies away, and then it comes back after it's been away for a while. Yeah. I mean, Galen's been uh, working on our uh, – he's been working on just gathering industry data. He started it two years ago, and so he'll probably be sharing with us tomorrow or Thursday, you know, what the top five are now, actually. Uh, we have one friend who'd be fascinated with all of that information. Oh, our, yeah? Our friend Jeff, who is on the podcast with us all the time, uh, he just loves data and analysis and stuff like that. So I'm sure he would be fascinated to see – just across the country, like where the most popular sport is. And, and stuff it definitely for. changes by region for sure, just based on, you know, weather and popularity and such. So it's good stuff. 
Yeah, volleyball is very tough for us up yeah. there. Yeah. Um, Whereas Pensacola, it's like yep. you got a beach. You got a beach. You got, you got, got a net. volleyball game. It's fantastic. Yeah. Where and and also I I found really interesting that we learned last year was our first year coming to the uh, SSIA is that we're one of one of one of the very few leagues that actually play touch football. Rather than flag. Oh, wow. Okay. We don't play flag at Holy all. Holy moly. And this is one of the biggest reasons we started this podcast. Most of our listeners are from that league. Wow. Because everyone talks about it so much after the bar that we started doing this. And we had like 120 downloads our first week that we posted That it. is so cool. I love it. See, I, I wanted to have people, you know, like field side when we were doing kickball just because I thought it would be kind of comical, you know, to have someone on the sidelines like making the, the calls and having a good time with it there and cornhole i mean like there's so many fantastic innuendos with cornhole that you could have so much fun oh with. my god you know it's true <laughs> he puts like, it in, in the hole I mean, ESPN the what else do you need to say <laughs> the bag's in the hole exactly <laughs> so yeah we we did something like that we play at new air field where the buffalo bills play uh cool. every session and we brought we brought everything down uh right on the sidelines and before people's games and after people's games we'd bring them on and nice. then we'd also uh, try to do a little play-by-play as we were watching. Uh, it's a lot of fun, but you are right. It, it, it's a huge hit when you're actually pe- when you're out there and people see you and they uh, they want to hear their name and right. People everything. are in love with themselves. Ex- Look at social media. I mean, exactly. We are living in the age of the selfie. Of course, they want to be spoken about yes. on podcasts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, they, they they want their name to be said. They want their team to be mentioned and. It's uh, you, you don't think that something like this a lot of people would listen to, but we we're out at the bar, yeah. we're out doing something, and people are criticizing things we say, or, <laughs> or like we, to to which we say, come on and, and correct us, talk about something that you want to hear. Like, Absolutely, you want your team mentioned, come on and, and, and be a guest, bring your whole team for all. Or we've had people guest, exactly. We've had people message the game on Facebook group and say, hey, when's the podcast being posted this week? I actually would if uh, so. It's funny because. We're not necessarily the largest club, but I can't imagine that there aren't other clubs in SSIA that would benefit from doing this. I mean, it's it's a I little totally bit of a commitment. I totally agree with you. It's, it's a like little bit thing ever. of a commitment for us because we all have full-time jobs outside of Game On Sports. But for anyone who you know does it full-time to sit down for an hour a week and have it set up somewhere where they can have someone come in. and I, I mean, I think it's a great thing. I think the thing we've enjoyed about it the most is getting to know some of the people who play in our leagues that we wouldn't normally otherwise meet because they either play on a different sure. night or they play on a different team. And some of the people we've gotten to meet have been pretty cool doing this. So, so awesome. So it seems like you traveled a lot. Yes. What is your favorite sports team? Like what sports you gravitate towards and what is that team that you root for? So to tell you the truth, I love playing sports. I don't necessarily love watching sports. Um, I'm definitely more of a hands-on kind of person. Um, but I went to University of Florida, so I would say probably the Gators. Um, I also was on the equestrian team there, so I was a Gator. Um, and then I grew up in Miami, and my dad's a huge UM fan, so when I was a kid, you know, he'd spray paint my hair like half orange, half green, take me to the games, and we'd have a great time. I think it, it's so funny you mentioned that. I don't know if you were going this way, but coming from Buffalo, where we live and die by our professional right. sports. and most people do. I'm like a weird anomaly. But I feel like... In Florida, it's all college. In most, well, in most southern places. Yeah, my poor father. My poor father is not a fair weather fan. I mean, he is Dolphins diehard every year. You know, he thinks it's going to change every year. Like for my entire. We can't relate at all now, with as that. An adult. <laughs> we can't relate at all. <laughs> Season tickets for ten years. We haven't made the playoffs once or once, and I still go. So. But see, but that's good though. You know, yeah. it's good stuff. It's better than you know switching every five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, like, like Marty, whenever there's a new good team, he's the he just always jumps ship onto them. What are you talking about? Like, Marty's like a, a bandwagon. That he's is like the most a, false statement, I think. He's like a Maple Leaf stand. He's You're le- loves Tom Brady. You're a Fairweather fan, Marty. No, I'm not. Yeah, spread no. the word, everyone. Oh, spread the God. word. Spread the word. Marty's a Fairweather <laughs> fan. The cat is out of the bag. <laughs> All right, Christy. Well, do you have any wow. questions for us before we uh, we maybe we're probably going to try and get Ian to jump on? I with think us, you so. need to for sure. No, I think my biggest question is. How can other people implement something like this? Or is this something that you guys would even be willing to maybe take to members in some kind of way and consult with people about it? I mean, this yeah. is such a great idea. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I I listen to the like podcasts all the time and stuff myself in general. I looked into getting all the equipment. So everything that we have here minus the computer, we got for under like $200, you know, awesome. $220. So the mics are pretty inexpensive. The, the switchboard is pretty inexpensive. Um, 
Have and you guys gotten sponsors on board with that? That's yet? the next step. That's I mean, the next step like for us. So such a wonderful idea. I love it. Like seriously, I'm obsessed with it. Um, <laughs> we have a group text that we use each week where we figure out what day we're going to record. We sit down and we talk about sports for about an hour and we publish it for free. And, and so. wow. as, as Tim mentioned earlier that we are a, a smaller chapter compared to Absolutely. Uh, to, I want to say was, everyone was a small else. One too. Yeah, no, I was but a small club as well. The the where this could go, I mean, not to downplay actually us, but where this could go from people inside an organization where it's their full time job and they can work on this and push it out, I just see it as a huge tool for any organization to do something like this. Where we're in a, we're in the realm where people don't want to read e- e- don't want to read emails, right. not even te- phone calls, text messages. They don't want. To read that stuff, but podcasts are huge now. Right. And if you're telling any organization or uh, young adults that, hey, this podcast might talk about a sport that you play and your name might come up, it's just people are going to gravitate towards Absolutely. this. And, and we would, I mean, we're not by no means experts, but I would love for people to kind of take what we're doing and push it out to their organizations. And I would, we would love to help them out. I mean, that sounds like a little side business yep. idea for you guys. Honestly, monetize it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we can, <clears throat> that is our next step. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, so I, the one thing that we do is, you know, we'll look at standings for some of the leagues that we have. If playoffs are approaching, we'll go through. And the big thing that people always like to talk about is who needs to beat what team, who, what big matchups are coming up. And, right. you know, if we, we go through and say, hey, if this team beats this team, they're going to end up in the third seed, and this is who they're going to play in the playoffs. And it makes it so much more interesting for people to actually pay attention to that stuff. Like, I mean... Some people are just there to, you know, enjoy it, but it kind of pulls you in, especially, I I think some people, I notice like some people are not confident out on the field initially. Like they're trying to figure out what the rules are. They don't want to make a fool of themselves. Maybe they haven't played a sport in years. Hell, maybe they haven't even run in years. Um, But once they kind of get that little bit of confidence, you know, makes them want to sign back up and get more involved. So like you guys being able to kind of explain everything, so we've done that a couple of times, it's too, especially with cool. our, our football league. We'll take a rule, and we'll kind of just dive into it, maybe what the strategy is behind it. you know. When I think that is so smart. Yeah. It really humanizes the whole process and kind of drops the cloth between, like, you know, the refs and the players. And, I mean, maybe it'd be kind of fun to have, like, a refs versus players, like, discussion. Ooh. Have Ooh. you done that? Ooh. That's, no, a, great that's a great idea. idea. <laughs> Write that I think, down. I think so we know we have, one person who would love to do that. We have a mixture of... <laughs> An organization that we reach out to to referee games, and we also have player refs. So it would be real interesting to get, yeah, player versus refs. Or and you know what? To- you should have like a, a water bottle, and if someone gets too out of control, you can like spray them like <laughs> mini me. Like, mm. no, that sounds like a fantastic idea. <laughs> can I but, be in charge of the water bottle, please? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marty Jordan didn't say anything yet. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no. His face. It's just his face. But yeah, we uh, we appreciate you jumping on. And, Thanks for having uh, me. I oh, appreciate no, it. Absolutely. Glad to have you guys here this week. Yes. And uh, if you need me back on the podcast, come find me. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> for sure. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. The music popped on, so I have no freaking yeah, yeah, yeah. idea what for was sure, going Brandon, on For sure, Brandon. Blame it on the it, iPhone. It's definitely the, the most amazing fault. device ever created. So what podcast number is this? This Ooh. is number 35. That's 35? it? That's it. 35. That's it. But as we were mentioning earlier, we th- I mean, this uh, podcast one started in his, gar- uh, his driveway with my iPhone in the middle of a table. So yeah. what podcast number was the Houston one you guys did down there? Uh, twenty one. Did you listen? Yeah. Did you listen to it? I have. Yeah. 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 That so, was um long time oh, listener. Well. If you want a funny story after that story uh, that um, Corey told us, talk to both mine and Brandon's wives on how the rest of the day went for. Us. Yeah. <laughs> talk to Corey. Why do we got to talk to your wives? Let's just and, talk about uh, it right here we, because they tell the story better yeah, than so, we ever could. Oh, so it's that, probably more memorable to them. So <laughs> they slightly. They, yeah. So the Houston cl- sport, uh, the Houston club treated us so well. We went in there. We, they took us a tour of their organization, showed us uh, their building, uh, and then the, they gave us a bottle of whiskey. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to wow, take yeah, this. We'd be terrible guests if we didn't taste this right this yeah. minute. So. <laughs> so at 1230, already we had about three beers before that. At 1230, we're passing the bottle around. And then obviously they had to go back to work. And we proceeded to do a brewery tour yeah. around Houston. And it, it got blurry. Yeah. Yeah. Towards like nine. We'll, we'll let them. We'll let them pick up from there. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. But anyways, uh, so this is uh, Brian Irvin who's joining us. Uh, I'm Tim Shagru. Obviously, I already say this, but Brandon Seclary and Marty Finucan, and you are from Chicago Sport and Social Club. Fantastic. So, how long have you been with uh, Chicago Sport and Social? 
23 years now. So what is your role there, I guess I should also ask? My role, I'm the vice president of operations, so I handle all the online registration, scheduling, communication, customer service, and oversee our operations teams in terms of staffing the leagues and making sure all the nuts and bolts of what happens happens on a daily basis. Well, okay, the number one question I always ask is, what do you play any sports now, or if not so, what sports are they? My sport of choice is floor hockey. Nice. Oh, wow, nice. So, by the way, you don't, you may not know this, Joe probably didn't prep you, but I am originally from East Aurora, New York. Oh, wow. I oh. think he has mentioned that before in the okay. past. Okay. So. So, and I came out for the Bills-Bears game and tailgated with Joe. Uh, you're Bills fan, right? Number one. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. That's good. You want, I'm glad you said that. Yes. And, Tim, you jumped in before because <laughs> as you sat down, I was Googling, like, the Bears fight song, <laughs> um. and I would just insert foot into mouth. I'm glad you stopped no, that's me before all right. I did I've that. lived in Chicago long enough that I wouldn't have been offended, but Bills first. So it uh, must have been awkward, I guess, if you were watching the Bears playoff game, not being a diehard Bears fan. Because we his brother is a diehard Bears fan. And Randomly. We, he grew up in Kooksaki, New York, and he's a Bears fan, just because yeah. they were good when he was growing up. Gotcha. We so. went to his brother's house, and it, it, was, it was a sight to see. <laughs> When that yeah, happened. the uh, double was doink a, was it was tough even as a secondary fan. Did you go to that bar that allowed you to kick the field goal or whatever that is? Is that oh at Goose Island? Uh, yeah, I did not go there, but the footage you've probably seen. Yeah, the guy who got kicked in the nuts with the ball. Did you oh, see that? Oh yeah, yeah. So it was, it was pretty brutal that day. <laughs> so tell me a little about seeing you said floor hockey is your favorite sport. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because that is a sport that we offer. Uh, it's one day a week, and we actually do it inside a uh, gymnasium, gymnasium, and we actually put up tables for boards and yep. just, and it's also co-ed yeah. three on three can you kind of explain what your league is like and different sure. different rules than that yeah we uh it's it's more of a niche sport where we're at um uh, obviously being in the midwest there's a lot of hockey going on there as well um but we do both co-ed and men's uh our our we play five on five at most facilities six on six if it's a bigger place with boards um that includes the goalie, obviously. Like actual hockey boards, like yeah, actual? yeah. There's okay. there's one facility we play at that has actual boards, but otherwise we're playing in a gym. But we don't put up boards, but we play with the wall live. Um, so, so the full gym, the full gym, yeah. I mean, so where do a lot of the gyms that we play in, the way Chicago schools are structured is they're really old and really small gyms. Yeah. So they're not big yeah, enough for basketball, but they're perfect so for dodgeball. Where do people watch? Hockey. If you're on the sidelines, where are you watching? It varies depending on the gym, but. Some of them have like a doorway, and there's this kind of quick hustle in kind of sub maneuver. But, and then we, we've had some gyms where we played in the past where literally people are standing on the sidelines and moving their feet to avoid. <laughs> and we, and we, we, we play shins. with a ball versus a. Puck. Yes, so do we. Okay. Yeah, that's what we've done. So we used to have, we were in this facility on, uh, near like where the stadium is. Uh huh. And they had like walls and everything and fencing around. It was rounded, it was fantastic, but. Then the baseball facility that was there sold it. They tore it down, and uh, we've been in gyms ever since. And it's it's still fun, but I, I for sure will say it's not the same as having like an actual arena for it. We tried to get it outdoors in the city, but it just hasn't really taken off during the summer. Kickball and softball, yeah. and just in general, being in the north, people just want to be outside and maybe not necessarily sprinting around in a, a sweaty court. So yeah, I like that. We've done some inline outdoors in the past, um, but. Finding the proper space and, and being able to utilize that has been difficult. Over, We had a few leagues that ran, and then those facilities changed over, similar to what you're talking about. But uh, here's, here's a pretty good uh, story about my experience playing floor hockey. So uh, I had on my desk, you know, everything you have is kind of yours, right, when you work in an office like we do. And so I had my name on my three-hole punch, and so someone had stolen it. And I had no idea where it was. And so my team consisted of, with a bunch of us that worked from the office. So that night, uh, when I scored my first goal, one of the guys started squeaking the three-hole punch. He had my three-hole punch. And so it became this thing that every time we scored, we would squeak the three-hole punch. And so we were playing this team that had kind of been better than us, was one of the better teams in the league. But we were on fire that night, and we ended up beating them and squeaking the three-hole punch a lot. And so the next day, they wrote this huge email complaining to the office about this team in the league that was disrupting the game with a squeaky three-hole punch. And so uh, Chris Hastings... Very distracting. I couldn't, I couldn't even focus. <laughs> exactly. So Chris Hastings, uh, the, the owner of our club, who I think you guys may have met, he, uh, he fields email and invites the guy to come in the office to, uh, 
to sit down and let's talk about it. And so the guy walks in the office and immediately sees, like, that's the guy that had the 3-0 punch. That's the guy that scored when they hit. So he knew his argument wasn't going to go anywhere, and he ended up quitting our leagues because of the three-hole punch. <laughs> I feel like a three... I feel like a three-hole punch is like an endangered species right now. I mean, yeah, I guess. Right? I have one on my and desk. And I still have that three-hole punch. You, I don't, I don't, I mean, like I work in an office stapler. of like 2,000, and I, I think I'd have to, I'd struggle to find one. Well, it's, we it's don't a have better. Deirdre on here. She'd be like, what's a three-hole punch? I've yeah. yeah. heard of it before. <laughs> well, it, it, it serves now better as a goal horn than actual yeah, right? functional <laughs> office <laughs> tool. That's what we need for our league is goal horns. Five-star five star binder. You yeah. know, you need a three-hole punch for it, so. So, so uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm just saying, just just floor hockey. No uh, other sports as of right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right now. I mean, I have two kids, and with the time at work, it's it's hard to get a lot of league stuff in when you're running around and doing things. Yep. So my my league participation has declined over the years. Do you coach any of your kids' teams at all? Or I do. I do. I coach my son's baseball and my daughter's softball team, and I help out on my son's basketball team. Nice. I would love to coach uh, baseball or softball. I umpired for a while, but well, I think coaching would be. I don't know. I say fun, ideally. I don't know if that's the same experience that you've it's, had. It, the kids are fun. That's fantastic. It's the parents that are the problem, and that's become more and more prevalent over the years about the helicopter parents are uh, worried about playing time or worried about travel ball and all that kind of stuff. I co- So I coached peewee football for a decent amount of years, and it, it, it was amazed when I went into it, and I'm not, I mean, at the time, this was probably going back four years ago. I'm 32, so mid-20s and... I wasn't much of a kid person, so I thought, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I love football. When I got into it and realized I loved teaching these kids, and the parents were the worst thing about this. We, we played on a field that the parents were about, uh, about two feet away from me where they could stand, and that's where the bench was where we were coaching, where we were coaching the kids. And they would, if you were talking to a kid trying to tell him you know, what to do, the parents would jump in on the conversation. They would lean over. They would pull you aside and argue about their kid not yeah. playing. And you have to, you have to like balance trying to tell them why, but not try to tell them, well, your kid's not good enough. Right, exactly. So I mean, and it's tough. It's you know, how do you tell some parent like, hey, your kid's, you know, he loves the sport, but you know, <laughs> good maybe, energy. Yeah, good, he's great energy. He's got great energy. <laughs> he's great he's energy. Got a, he's, he's got, got a high motor. He's got a high motor. He's sitting on his ass, great picking team. daisies, but great he's got great player. energy. <laughs> Uh, have you guys, uh, what's the best record you've had as a coach for a season? Uh, we went to the championship game with kind of a mishmash of kids, so, and then we lost in the title game, but that was, that was pretty fun. I'm always curious as to if it's as memorable for my dad, any of the teams that he coached for me as it was for me in Little League, like winning a championship or anything like that. I bet it is. Playing, I guarantee yeah. it is, yeah. I, it's amazing. It, we, the first season I did it, we won one game. And when we finally won that game, I think it was like the third to last. My brother and I, Justin, were the coaches for this team. I think we were more excited than these kids. We were jumping up and down. Oh, yeah. We picked them up. And then three years later, we ended up winning like the Super Bowl for Pee Wee football. Yeah. And it was so funny seeing these kids try to like drag the Gatorade towards us <laughs> because they couldn't lift it. And it wasn't more of a Gatorade. They're, they're opening little bottles. Yes. Yeah, it was like my calf down was soaking wet <laughs> because they couldn't lift. It was in. Did you just sit in the bucket then? Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. And the, I mean, the kids loved it. And yeah. I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's probably more enjoyable for your dad because he understands like what it means to do that because he's played a lot of stuff over the years. He's a Buffalo Bills fan, four straight Super Bowls, you know. And so the kids, they don't quite know and experience it. Like, you know, that's early in their age. Yeah, they, don't, yeah. they don't know loss as much as uh, the parents the, the do. Grief, the grief with the parents when yeah. losing, so. So uh, when you originally is, uh, got in for social sports, you say you've been doing it 20 years. What yeah. got you into it originally? I mean, it's all about the fun. You know, I mean, there's no other job. So my, my backstory is I actually went to school for education, and I started working part-time for the Chicago Sports and Social Club. A friend of mine was working there, and she said, hey, why don't you come work part-time? And then they hired me on full-time and said, hey, why don't you work full-time until you get a teaching job? And I've never got a teaching job since. And... The great thing about this industry and this, this, our company and the business is that no day is ever the same. And, uh, you know, you're doing fun stuff and you're coming up with cool, creative, neat ideas. You know, we're not saving lives out there at all. You know, we're running volleyball leagues for a living. So, although people, I was just going to it, it, it's life changing for oh, them. Our, oh, our football league. And even, it, it's amazing. Get a bunch of adults, 
and play kickball. You think it's like this fun game? Nope. Oh, yeah. It's brutal. The company teams are usually the worst. There's the one guy who's like aggro who gets ends up getting fired because he's like inappropriate or goes totally bonkers at the game. Has maybe a little, indulges a little bit too much or something like that. We've exactly. seen that before. Uh, crap. Oh, so what's the, um, you said you guys are always doing new and different things. What's the next big new thing that Chicago so, uh, Sport and Social is doing? Well, we do, we do a Bloody Mary Fest every year, um, and we've been trying to build and expand on that because the place that we utilize, it's expensive, so we want to try to capitalize on much as much opportunity. So we built in a fun run as well as an early morning yoga aspect to it. And we're trying to create new ways to kind of sell merch or have an afternoon event, maybe do a whiskey or a wine tasting afterwards and try to make the most of the great space and capitalize on the opportunity we have and the demographic that we have. We just, we just are kind of getting a run league going right now. We're just yeah. in the beginning stages of it. But like we a have pub, pub rum kind of thing? Or? Uh, I don't like even a run know. Club. It's I, a run club. Run club. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse but. me. I, I think it's eventually going to go that way. Yeah. There's so many, as you mentioned, there's so many ways it can go. But we uh, just brought on a new associate, Lauren. Sadly, she couldn't make it right now. Yeah. But she is fronting this. She's a big runner, and she's kind of going to take this and see where it goes. She just wants to start it out to begin with, like, Hey, let's all get together, a, a group of people, and just do like a 5K or run. We'll, right, we'll, right. Run, we'll run a certain distance. And then end at a I'll bar. map it out each week, and then we'll end at the bar. We'll I'll have tell a beer. You what, if, then, she, you know. yeah. if she turns it into a pub run, I'll join it. Yeah. A beer mile. You'll, you'll, be, be, you'll be there at the I end. Think, <laughs> I think we need it. I think we need it. A beer mile. You'll, <laughs> you'll check the people in and then Absolutely. be there to serve. Run a mile, shotgun a beer. Run Absolutely. a mile, shotgun a beer. Run a mile, shotgun a beer. Game On doesn't run it, but Buffalo has a Bloody Mary Fest that's been fairly popular the last couple of years that we've gone to. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I assume it's similar. You guys have just different bars around. Yeah. So we usually have other. 10 to 16 competitors different every time. And we crown a winner. So they do samples and uh different people we get about a thousand people that show up and they go around and they vote for who's going to win and who's the best who serves the best bloody mary no but i appreciate it um yeah that's it i appreciate you jumping on do you have any questions for us well tell me your guys's backstory how'd you get involved with joe and game on so uh i was umpiring at the time i had gotten incredibly busy with it where i was doing it you know five, six nights a week and on short notice, you know, doing JV and varsity high school baseball games. And then during the summer, just weekend tournaments where you'd, you know, you'd umpire on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, and you do maybe 12 games in the weekend. So my wife is like, all right, I've had enough of this. You need to (laughs) do something else. So I stopped and then I asked Joe, I was like, hey, you know, I'm done for the season. Uh, Do you have any like, you know, you know, kickball refs or anything you need? And, you know, I'm just looking for something that's a little bit more set in the time frame for it. And he's like, no, we don't really need any reps, but I am looking for someone to be at the fields and, you know, start working each of the, you know, mm-hmm. one of the nights we just had one of our guys drop off if you'd like to come on. So I said, sure, you know, I play in a bunch of the leagues. I'd love to be involved with it. And here I am. I'm in Tampa, Florida. So there you, you know, go. It's Marty. Hey. I- uh, well, my story, I guess, started back in 2010. Uh, my buddy Adam was putting together a touch football team and asked me if I wanted to play on it. He needed a quarterback, and I did. Uh, that team is still together today. New quarterback, though? No, no, still <laughs> me, still me. Um, but no, he's, I just. He's on the downside. Brand, of Brandon says, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> this guy. Um, so, yeah, I'd start. My, that was, you know, my first start with Game On Sports. I'd never heard of it before then, but well, what was it, great? 2008, right? Yeah, 2008. So, um, then I started, you know, I joined the softball league, I joined the kickball league and, um, just getting to know Joe, he asked me one day if I wanted to work for him and I'm yeah. like, you know what, I'm at the fields all day Saturdays might anyway, as well I might, might as well get paid to do this. So yeah, he signed me up as an employee and, you know, since then we, we've added uh, pond hockey that I managed pretty much myself and, uh, you the third or second ever game on employee. I, who? Hibbard was the first one, right? Yes, Hibbard was first. And I, I don't came know if on, you were Hibbard Al. was still on when I was on. I think Al came right after me. Okay, so you were so second, I might be the second. after that. Yeah. yeah, I've been on for a while. Al's no longer with us. No, I'm just kidding. He, just, <laughs> oh, yeah. he doesn't work. He is alive, by the yeah. way. I don't. Yeah. Tim, yes. Tim did the old uh, yeah. Catholic cross. <laughs> he, he is alive. Yeah, uh, but dead to him. Yeah, dead. <laughs> I so I've been friends with uh, here are wives. Yeah. I've been Uh-oh. friends with uh, Tim and his wife Christine that just walked in for a while. We tailgated together. And but that was it. That was the, uh, much as we hung out. 
And then he posted something on Facebook, and I saw he was playing at New Era Field, and I uh-huh. go, well, what the frick, yeah. man? Get and I, and I messaged him. I'm like, if you ever need anyone, let me know. And a spot opened up on Tim's football team, Talent Juice, and I joined it. And the funny thing about that is I joined his team the f- second game. Tim wasn't even the quarterback yet, so he's the quarterback of our team now. His losing brother, horribly yes, at the time. Losing horribly, and his brother, Dave, who was the quarterback, put Tim in. The first pass I ever caught from Tim, I blew my my ACL. Oh, <laughs> Gone. And it was against this guy's team. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Marty's team. Hate that team, by the way. Was it Lava Cover Ninjas? Lava Cover I'll Ninjas. say it. I'll scream it from the mountaintops. So he, he joined Game On to try and yes. run Marty out of the ocean. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. And then I eventually, so I got back. Trip him in the I, office. I started playing, and then I go to, I was, as I said, it, it our football leagues is like a family. Yeah. And it's not go play a game, go to the bar for an hour and leave. It is, sadly for our wives, it is an all-day thing. <laughs> and I go to Joe. I'm like, Joe, you know, I'm here all the time. I would love to help out wherever you need be. And then he asked me, like, hey, I need I need someone to be at the fields, what he said to Tim. Yeah. And I joined, and I run. I am i don't have a set league like Marty does, uh, pond hockey. Tim does. I do I one love, of our local colli- our, yeah. our wo- local company's uh, Wegmans. I do their volleyball. Oh, nice. Them, and so. I'm more of just like, hey, I need you here. I need you here and do that stuff. And I would like to do kind of – I want to go more towards the marketing thing. But yeah. the best thing about this is I think for all of us, the reason that we're here is Joe makes himself so available – at, at the games, at the bar, afterwards, and eventually when you hang out with him and you're like, oh, yeah, I would love to work for this guy. So, right. that you know, that that's that's how I got my start. So, it, it's, and as Tim said, now I'm sitting here in a bar in Tampa Bay talking about <laughs> Yeah, yeah we're trying to so, figure out how yeah. to grow this thing to, I know. Yeah. to yeah. the, the, the size you, of some of the other companies that are here. So, what was, I'm horrible with name, Chrissy? Chrissy. Chrissy, Chrissy yeah. came on and she loved, do you, would you adapt something like this for Chicago sports? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's definitely around. We have a guy who used to work for us. He just recently left to start uh, his own business, and he started a podcast and has had several of us on. And it's obviously the new medium, and I think you guys are doing some cutting-edge stuff with it. Um, and certainly I saw your application for the Social Star Awards, so good that you guys are putting that forward and, and, and introducing it to others and giving them a, a, an idea and an outlet to kind of reach other people. You know, different media is, is what it's all about nowadays experiences what it's about and kind of connecting with your participants and the people that play with you and carrying that kind of through line throughout everything they do which sounds like exactly what you guys are doing with your football league and the podcast for sure i mean i think the one big thing is is obviously people get this long email from joe no offense to joe i don't even read them all the time but people don't maybe don't have the time no can't do it at work move to game on folder yeah pretty much (laughs) That's and, what it does. Yeah. You know, if people are driving to work, you know, they can't read their phones or the emails, but maybe they can flip on a podcast for an hour on the way there or half an hour on the way there, half an hour on the way home yeah. from work. So. so, Marty, I got a question, though, about the pond hockey. Like, okay. are you doing tests to see how hard the ice is or how deep? Or have you oh, ever, no, had, have you ever is... had an issue where it's about to crack and you're. No, we, we, our league is at Canal Side. So it's, oh, okay. it's on, it's on a, a actual certified rink. Certified rink. How, de- yeah. what is, how deep is. I think it's 18 inches. 18 inches? I think, okay. I think the biggest issue we run into there is that it's not covered, and we're kind that of succumbed to the elements. If it's raining, it's tough for us to yeah. be there. So. I, I played in a uh, broom ball league there, okay. and this is going back a bunch of years, but kind of what you mentioned, they warned us. They're like, all right, we, this is the championship game. We need to get this done, but when the ball goes into the corners, <laughs> watch out. And the ball would roll in there, and you would, like, stop two feet away from the corners, and have to pull it back because it was just water, and you knew you went in there, you were going straight down. <laughs> not, I mean, not straight down, but what is it, like 18 inches? It's a, it's a, yeah, yeah. I don't care how deep it is. I don't want to fall you would, through You would it. hurt yourself again. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Against well, Marty's team. Trust me. <laughs> trust me, I've hurt myself enough. I don't need that to happen again. No, we. I don't need that to yes. happen again. So. But we appreciate you jumping on. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, guys. Definitely. No, appreciate absolutely. It. Thank you for taking the time. We appreciate it. You got it. Right up in there. Right up in there. There we go. There it is. We are back. Uh, Marty and I for now. Tim has a small bladder and grabbing a beer now. <laughs> and we're here with Ian from Club Sport. Ian, welcome. Hey, thanks, uh, guys. Yeah, you know, this is amazing What uh, what's getting put on right now. Uh, the whole area and everything is fantastic. Yeah, um, St. Pete's not a bad place to be. That's for darn sure. We, we left freezing cold Buffalo 
And as soon as we landed, I was like, you know, I can get used to this. Uh, this is. You were complaining about the weather the second you landed, weren't you? No. Or was that Tim? Oh, not me at all. Oh, it was Tim. Tim. Tim is the guy that takes like PF 1000 and just like drench. He, he would lay in a bathtub full of it. <laughs> me, I don't use that stuff. I go the opposite. If I'm out by the pool, I want oil or something. I want, oh my God. I want the sun to come to me. You got to right? be, you got to be careful down here with that, man. I mean, if yeah. you don't get your base tan on, you'll get a base tan really yeah. quick down here. But Jesus. yeah, that was all Tim and my wife and his wife and everyone apparently doesn't like this nice weather. We like, apparently we like, Cold wind, the snowiest city in the country. That's what apparently we like. So. Well, I do hear you guys have thicker blood up there because if you come down here for more than two weeks, it thins out real quick. Yeah? That's what I hear. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, this is year-round. You can just go outside and do whatever you want to. I'm, I'm going to preach. Hopefully my wife listens and we can move. I want to be a snowbird at the age of, like, 32. <laughs> you are 32. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm telling you I want to do that now. Uh. But so... I would love to know how you got into club sport well, and kind of where you got now. Did you introduce him first? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did I miss that part? Pay attention. Oh, no, no. he was he was on top of it. No I'm doubt sorry. About I was, it. I'm over here drinking bourbon, so <laughs> I'm a little behind. And it's a good thing to be drinking right now. Yes. No doubt about it. Yeah, what are you drinking? It. Oh, I'm drinking a whiskey and coke. What? Damn man, I'm still on the uh, Coors Light we uh, got when we walked in. I mean, you got to hydrate. That's very I gotta, important. I got to keep the water up. <laughs> you so, have to hydrate. So how'd you get started in club sport? Actually, uh, so Chris and Tracy, who own Club Sport, started this. Uh, uh, actually, were were players in this league way back in the day in uh, the late 1990s, and uh, they moved from one of them came down from Ohio, one of them came over for Texas. They got placed on the same team, ended up hooking up together, ended up getting married, having kids, and taking over Club Sport, which is a Cinderella story in itself, which is pretty cool. And then they plucked me, uh, you know, one of the vagabonds off the side of the street. Uh, Actually, uh, I bought a, a soccer uh, tournament business when I was in college. And so they recruited me when I came to them and was like, hey, my partner really needs to get out of this. And so they took pity upon me and bought him out. And then I started running traveling soccer tournaments with them for a long time. Uh, and then after about a year or so, uh, they were like, come on board. And I basically happened uh, to run all the sponsorship programs and partnership programs for club sports. So. Now, 10 years later, uh, we've got our own bar and uh, our own volleyball facility, and uh, we run leagues for about 44,000 people a year, which is awesome. You have your own bar? Yeah, you're going to be at it on Thursday, actually. Okay. Nice. So what is this bar called? It's called the Rec Deck. It's, the uh, rec oh, that's deck. The, place, the place with the uh, giant pong. That's right. Oh, So that's right. Club Sports Bar. That's, that's correct. So it's our headquarters. It's our sports facility. It's our little beer and wine bar and our, our, our clubhouse, our hangout spot for us and our players. That is amazing. By that the way, I love your shirt. Joe. I don't know if anyone's mentioned this yet or not, no. but I love your shirt. Joe, pay attention. They own. They got a bar, and we don't. Yeah. All right. We need a <laughs> yeah. game Shout on bar. Shout out to Joe on I actually learned that from the SSIA. The bar thing is something that we learned from these guys because there's a few people in the industry that do it. It makes total sense if you have the uh, the wherewithal, the proclivity for, uh, for yep. going and, and, and babysitting drunks. It's all good. Yeah. New York State makes it a little do bit that anyway. difficult for us. But. What, what sports do you play? Myself? I have been relegated to cornhole, volleyball, stand-up paddleboarding, and beersby, actually. By your wife? Beers? Uh, no, seven knee surgeries from one bad soccer injury. 30 years of playing Holy soccer. Cow. It'll do it. I'm on my way there. Beers, yeah, what I'm, is beersby? What is, yeah, what is far behind beersby? You. Oh, I'm going to introduce you boys to this oh, if you yes, don't know please. about it. All right. So beersby, you know how cornhole you have your players on opposite sides of the board when you play? Beersby, your partner's on the same side, and it's two poles. You can play it on a sandbar. Oh, bar. we definitely have played this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Beer yeah. on a stick. Beer on a stick. Beer on a stick, yeah. Oh, oh I love that game. game. Fantastic. We, I guess we just call it different things down yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that game. We go we go camping Memorial Day weekend, right? Yeah, we have to stop playing because my hand hurts from catching isn't, the Frisbee. Isn't that called Polish horseshoes over where we're from? Yeah, it might be. What's it's a beer. No. It's a can on top yeah. of a, a no, big I tall thought, stick, and you throw. I thought it's called Polish horseshoes. No, I thought Polish horseshoes was washers. Yeah, that's washers. Is that washers? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Beer, but anyway, beer on a stick yeah. is fantastic. You got to speak the same. Everybody has a different language, man. It's awesome, though. So that's you got a, a league? Game. We actually run tournaments for it. What? It's a great idea. Uh, it really is. Yep. It's. I so, bet. Yeah. So, so it, that's a huge. You know, I, if you can dive in a little bit about that of your kind of marketing strategy for these tournaments, because we have. We're we're definitely looking into rolling out tournaments in Buffalo, but it, it's kind of getting the, uh, the the traffic the coming yeah, in the and getting out. the word out. So, what is your number one way of getting the word out for these one day one day tournaments? So, essentially, uh, if you really look at the um, the lifeblood of sport and social, it all really begins from tournaments uh, that introduces people to your leagues. And so, 
one-day tournaments, you, you do whatever you can to get the word out. Obviously, there's a million different marketing strategies for that. But it's a lot easier to get people out for a one-time event than it is to get people out to a 10-week weekly league. And if you can make something attractive enough and have the right set of social versus sport, I think that speaks volumes in getting people out. And it's just a buzz. I mean, your best players, your best advocates, you know, they'll go out and they'll talk to their friends and let them know, hey, I want to play a kickball tournament this weekend. Or your hardcore soccer players or flag football players or softball players. I think right now we're up to 60-plus events and tournaments a year. It's enough to turn your hair gray, but damn, is it a great marketing tool for your leagues and just, you know, creating that community that we all strive to communicate. We run, we just did a outdoor kickball tournament. I don't know if, I think we posted a bunch of stuff on SSI. Yeah, yeah, so we had an outdoor kickball tournament, you know, but we only have like 10 teams that show up for that, which is, you know, us obviously. What, 10 times, I mean, it's 10 times 10 people. 10 people, yeah. So, So, but, and we're asking these people to play in 20 degrees in the snow. So I think that's a huge accomplishment. (laughs) We love the snow. But no, no, the, the beer on a stick tournament is a fantastic idea. Now I get, so... Uh, how do you do it at the your facility then? Where you do it? Actually, it started off as uh, as our internal clubs fun day. We do a boat day um, multiple times a year just to kind of get out and talk about our events. So we go out to the sandbar, put PVC pipe down in the sand on the water, and then we play beersby. And then uh, Tampa Bay has an amazing boating community, and so people will roll up and then they'll want to jump in. And so it's pretty easy to uh, to just have an ad hoc tournament uh, when people are out in the sun in bathing suits, chilling on the sandbar, doing that. And then we basically just took those same people and said, hey, why don't we make an official thing out of this and bring it to the rec deck, which is in the sand but at a bar at a facility, and uh, beer in hand, throwing a Frisbee, having some fun is not a bad day. You have to have the beer in hand rule. Now, is it So do you do beer in hand? So when we have our Memorial Day camping trip, we do beer in hand from start of game until end of game, whether you're – playing or not but like start of tournament to end of tournament is what it would be for you guys or is it just during the game typically it's just during the game only only because of logistics man you got to go walk to the bar to get another beer you know or you got to walk to the boat and get another beer it's we yeah we do a beer olympics during the day and as soon as the beer olympics and we play the olympic music and you hear it you have to have a beer in hand or drink in hand and it doesn't have to be alcohol it could be anything just a drink in hand and that you have to have it in your hand all the way until it ends, unless you ask permission from someone else that's playing. And if you get called <laughs> out without having it in your hand, you have to do 10 push-ups. <laughs> that's awesome. It's brutal. And swearing no. is out the door, too. Really? Yeah. No swearing. We're on, a, we're on a state campground. There's children around. We don't want swearing to, to ruin everyone's fun. So that's my if problem. you get called out for swearing, it's also 10 push-ups. Beer in hand, easily for me. Swearing, that's where I do all my push-ups. I need to implement this rule at no. our bar. Oh that's, my gosh. that's an amazing his, rule to it's, have. It's hysterical. It's something simple like taking 10 push-ups. It's so uh, funny that you think swearing is, oh, I don't have to, but huh, it's it's very tough. I'm going to be the guy calling you out for not having the beer in your hand while you're doing the push-ups, though. No, 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 no. We, we have <laughs> rules, by the way. Is Brandon, like simple- Brandon, do we want to implement this challenge for ourselves during the SS of SSI? Oh, yes. no. So there's simple things like even going. <laughs> a bold statement. Even I like it. Going to the bathroom, you have to ask permission to not have a beer in hand. Doing push-ups, it's null and void Wait because you're minute. doing push-ups. Wait, yeah. Wait a minute. People with their drink down when they're going to the bathroom? Yeah. Like, who like does women? That? Right? I would assume. Yeah, that's very sexist. Yeah, I don't know. Man. No, but no, but we do. I mean, us. We everyone has to ask permission if you, have, for some reason, have to set it down. Yeah, yeah I right. mean, that is, it's a great rule. rule. I mean, we can give it a go. We can I'm see. in. Yeah. What about the Ian, Ian? What about the hey, conferences? I'm, I'm emceeing like the, the uh, SSI oh, no, no. challenge. So if you want someone to implement it, uh, oh. I can. I can. You, I can, can you holler over, this out. Oversee everything and just yell our name out, Brandon. Brandon, beer on not in hand. Ten push-ups. Oh, yeah. it'll yeah. happen. Dude, it'll, it'll happen. There's Brandon, no I heard a big it. MFR over there. You got to do ten push-ups. <laughs> um, so you're are you from this area? Actually, yeah, I'm originally from St. Pete. I'm one of the very few natives from here, but this place is uh, very difficult to get away from. Uh, yeah, there, a lot of amenities <laughs> here, which make it a great place to be. What is your favorite sports team? Oh boy, that's tough. You know, I'm a soccer player, and a lot of people would say the Bucks or the Rays, but uh, I'm a Rowdies fan. It's been around since the 1970s, and they brought it back. Uh, in the late 2000s. So that's professional soccer here in the Tampa Bay area. Just, does, does, honest question, does Tampa Bay know they have a hockey team? 
Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Die-hard Lightning fans really? here. Oh, God, yeah. Because Marty was at a bar and said he couldn't get the game on the other night. <laughs> well, every bar is different. You know, there's probably over 200, 300 bars here easily, yeah. and, and Pinellas County is a small county. Um, but, I mean, it's each their own. You know, there are a lot of places that focus just on football, some places just on hockey. Obviously, if you want to go watch a game, you want to go to a bar that is sports-centric to what you're watching. Yeah. All right, so you're a soccer fan of... Rowdies, I'm sorry. Not, is it their Tampa MLS Bay Rowdies? Team, right? MLS? Uh, they're, not, they're not MLS. They're actually USL. Um, so they're like, you know, second tier. But actually right now this week, uh, they do the preseason games here for MLS. So they're playing DC United, which is an MLS team. Montreal okay. FC, which is an MLS team. So all the big shots are down here playing against our guys. But the cool thing about our stadium is that it's walking distance to the fine establishments we're drinking at right now. So we actually do uh, two or three pub crawls that are Rowdies crawls where we day drink at five different bars, and then we go to the Rowdies game afterwards and share our team on. We were day drinking on Saturday. We just didn't go to a, a sporting event afterwards. No, we just went to dive bars, and that's all we did on Saturday. <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's amazing in and of itself. Oh, we, yeah. We, went, we were from 12 to 11. Or noon. 3, depending on which person yeah, you were. Yeah, Wait a minute. Fun. 12, like, noon, noon. Noon. Noon to noon. 11 p.m. 11 p.m. Nice. And we went to dive bars around Buffalo. And it, it was brutal. We need to make that a thing. We should right, just we make it a bigger thing. I don't understand why we haven't. We should. It's a gr- another Game great on idea. bar crawl. I mean, if you're going to be doing it anyway, I mean, you might as well make it a thing, right? <laughs> so, I'm well, just, yeah, just tell yeah. everyone, don't worry. We're doing it for work. It it's not because we it's want to. It's for charity. <laughs> it's all for a good cause. It's all for uh, a good. So you are a Rowdy fan. Are I you am. a Premier League fan? Are you a... Oh, uh, most ta- definitely. What is your team? Oh, I love Man City, honestly. Uh, I'm a Liverpool fan. Oh, uh, you're Liverpool? Yes. I have a bunch of Liverpool friends, but it's a lot of fun talking smack to them. We actually go uh, next door to McDenton's to watch a lot of the games. Yeah? So our friend Ragavan is a... I mean, he's a diehard... Soccer and Liverpool for him is like our bills. And I realized that I'm like, you know, I need to get into this sport that is... Just so the exciting. The only reason any of us watch is right? because he is such a diehard Liverpool so fan. It's I, entertaining. So, huh? I became, oh, yeah, it's so I became a Liverpool fan. I dove in. I got like an app. I watched the games and did everything. And it, it, it kind of sucks a little bit because the year I dove head first is now the year they're number one. And I don't want to be considered a bandwagoner. So Actually, I heard this conversation you had with Lagavon. You're like, do you think they'll be good this year? Because then this will be the year that I'll be a fan. No. That never happened, by the way. Tim's a liar, if everyone out there wants to know that. Marty is <laughs> Marty is a Fairweather fan, and Tim is a liar. Are the yeah, two things true, we learned from true. this. Oh, my so, God. Uh, man, I hear a lot of labels coming out over here, man. There's This is label like 35 episodes in, we learn a lot about one another. <laughs> so I have to – so Esmeralda or Esmera, es, Esmeralda. Balda. There we go. So uh, what – Esmeralda? Yeah. that's. So this is your soccer ball. What is the – can you explain a little bit further or dive into Where is the it? significance? Uh, it's actually in the back of my car waiting for the Social Star Awards uh, uh, tomorrow night, honestly. Esmeralda uh, travels around with me whenever we have a conference, and we have an unwritten rule between she and I that she never leaves my feet no matter where I go. So when we were in Mexico last year for this same conference, she got dribbled through the hotel lobby, out on the sand. Everybody played with her in the pool. And uh, she just likes to be a part of things, and uh, I believe it was the fine folks from uh, Toronto that uh, handed out a toque to her for just being so engaged. So she got a sweet beanie slash toque, and then uh, when my when my color team won uh, last year, she rocks the award because she was the one who uh, who brought all that home. I got second last year. She rallied the troops together despite, for everybody. Despite cheating in the giant Jenga You tournament. guys beat us in the... Uh the race we got you got first place in the race and we got second i thought oh, we had man. everyone last year after the uh tug of, the war? Tug of war but but so uh um, tough man that's a tough event yes yes it is so esmer balda follows you everywhere how did this get started when did uh when did this become a thing honestly uh ever since i was a kid our coach used to say never let your ball leave your feet you know you've seen it in football movies and stuff like that yeah, the well, program it's probably the most significant one exactly they, yeah. yeah the old school kathy ireland man who's gonna forget about that absolutely but anyway so uh we started that tradition and, and carry her around and uh she hangs in my office during the regular work week but on special events she likes to come out and be a part of the crowd i had a koozie that i brought everywhere until you lost it in Houston. Until I lost it in Houston doing I've this never podcast with Houston. So, you cried more after that than you did at your wedding. What, I, did, what did it say? I got to know. It was literally it just, was a, Bill's just a Bill's koozie. Uh. And it's been with me for 10 years, and I bring it everywhere with me. And I tr- every year I travel to an away Bill's game, and it's been with me everywhere. I bring it camping, and there's multiple times I don't remember a lot of things. And 
it, she's it, been there for it's you. Magically appears in my bag or next to me, and she never wanted to leave. I well, feel you. I have one from Nola that I found uh, at a bachelor party, and uh, it's someone else's wedding on it. It's like it doesn't John matter, and Kim. right? No, but I mean, this bar, this bartender gave it to me, and ever since, I have never left it go. Well, Houston was a rough time in my life, and uh, that is where my koozie went to. It went south to retire, yeah. and it is enjoying its life in Houston somewhere. You yeah, gotta hope. You, you Oh, go ahead, no, 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 you go ahead. I was going to say, you got to hope it got passed on to the next the next generation, right? I hope so. I hope so, too. I don't know where to... Hope, so hopefully it turned a Houstonite into a Bills so fan. So normally there. I'm walking on two feet. It's perfectly fine. I have it in my pocket. Well, this time I uh, blew my ankle out, and I was on... I had a cast on, and I was on a scooter, and my wife got me a cup holder for my scooter for the trip, and I had the koozie in the cup holder, and it... it from there on, it could be many places. That goddamn scooter ran interference on your oh, relationship. I'm surprised you brought home yeah, the scooter. Blame it on the scooter, not the the 17 beers we presumably Yeah, it's had all the scooters. I'm surprised that 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 scooter seen stuff. I actually so. I, I blame I blame Deirdre and the Houston sports monkey guys. Yeah, I blame Corey and Deirdre Corey, for giving Corey us a bottle of whiskey at 12:30. Well, well, we, we, we might need to bring them up in the podcast next to explain themselves. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, if you want a fun story, ask our wives how the rest of that night went for us. So, I'm curious. Yes. <laughs> well, they're, 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 they're standing both, they're right, both behind right behind you? us. And I would try and tell it, but the way they laugh and tell it, and then the pain and in their laugh, eyes. And by laugh, there's tears behind that laughter. It it, it, it hurt. It, it's how they cope with it. Yes. Yeah, how they cope. they, I, have, they I, have to laugh. I sadly was not there for that trip, so I can't. I can't uh, we were. Anything. I was probably as bad as car, cartwheel Tim. So on cartwheel top, Tim. Oh, so man. on top of Tim and I getting cut off at nine thirty at a bar, I wow, as remember I was on a scooter and I couldn't walk. And we got an Airbnb and it was a split level house. It had stairs everywhere. So I'm like on my butt scooting up these stairs. She had to help me. I fell face. For, I, it's just, it was horrible. I can picture the scooter down at the bottom of the stairs with your koozie in it. Yes. <laughs> just being like, you abandoned us. Fuck yes. you. And then it, and it jumped out and went somewhere. I think it's at 8th Wonder. So if anyone goes to 8th Wonder. Houston. Ask Houston, ask for my koozie. <laughs> it's blue with a Bill's I'm logo on it. Brandon was ready to print out flyers. Oh, please, like, have you seen that, this koozie? That koozie's already the, in the urinals at yeah, the I bar you were at. But I said, thank you for jumping on. Do you have any questions for us? Man, I just love what you guys do. I love the podcast, and uh, I just have to say I've been thoroughly impressed with Tim's production capabilities. I'm excited as hell to see what comes out of the Social Star Awards tomorrow night. It's going to be epic. Thank you very much. We had a fun time putting together our field release video that we just recently did. So, um, for Game On, and then I I also yeah I also put together a video for the Social Star Awards. So yeah, I'm doing that by the way, and I hope mine goes first before yours because ours is just a ad-libbed roast of everyone that's how it should be though quite honestly so you're gonna have this elaborate video and it's gonna be uh me and a mic (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna i can it doesn't matter i I mean there's no secret i'm literally have a wireless mic and i'm walking through the crowd and roasting people perfect yeah so perfect so yeah I don't have any production. Do you, do you <laughs> know enough about everybody here to do No, that? no. I'm roasting the videos that are nominated. That's even uh, better. Okay. It's all about content, dude. All that's right, all, right, that's right. perfect. I've watched yeah. all of them. I'm just doing that, and that's it. I think it'll be funny, but it is great. I, I don't know I, I don't know who came up with it, but I love what they did with that, where they're, you know what? We're going to put the teams together, get everyone together beforehand. They can all meet each other, and then they can come up with a video and present. I love it. I could actually. It's a great icebreaker for everybody, for that, sure. That's just it. I mean, over years, what are we in our ninth, our ninth year this year? Years and years of us uh, having these great experiences where we get to know each other through playing games and just having fun like we do in our leagues. And we were finally like, you know what? We need to bump that up, and we need to, we need to make teams get together earlier so they have fun. And that way, they've got that camaraderie, and they can have a blast. I love. I, I said, I love that you did this. And they sent out the survey afterwards, saying, "What is one thing you wanted to change?" And our number one thing was putting the challenge early, because it like in Mexico, everyone was. I mean, especially for us, because we didn't really know that many people. It was our first time there. But after the challenge, and we were hanging out with these people all day, it was just awesome. After that, and we just wish it was earlier. And doing this. It, it just made it that way. Now I'm now I'm looking around for the people in my group. So, so uh, this is is this your first time hosting the social the social conference? 
Uh, no, actually, uh, we, we hosted the second one uh, out on St. Pete Beach at the Serata, which was uh, pretty fun. If you guys ever get a chance to go stay out on St. Pete Beach, slightly different. You're in downtown in the mix of things here. Previously, we were out on the beach uh, where things tend to close a little earlier, but you also have your own mini beach pub crawl where you can walk on the sand. No, Not a foot on pavement. You just walk up and down to all the beach bars, which makes it a lot of fun for hanging out. Um, but that was way, 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 way long ago before the industry developed into what it is today. Uh, how was putting together this conference so far? Uh... It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun, and it's well, well worth it. I was telling somebody before. Some people get excited and giddy over vacations. I really don't anymore. But I get excited about this because I get to see my friends that do what I do every day, and we get to go drink, socialize, get work done, and just have an absolute blast together. And to me, I get more excited over this than necessarily traveling anywhere else. No, that is awesome. I mean, yeah, we were. We've been looking forward to. When we knew we were going to be here, we're like, we have to do the podcast when we get there. Because this is what we do for fun. We do this once a week, and we get so much out of it, we enjoy doing this. So, so we, yeah, we, I mean, we had a blast last year. And we, when, <laughs> so we, we decided, you know what, this is so much fun. And it started as a joke last year in Mexico. We're like, you know what, we're going to, like, ice people, ice each other, but with, like, shots of tequila. Because it was an open resort. Oh, so shit, I see where this is we, heading. No, we started with... You know, the numbers numbers are a lot better. We started with, like, seven the first day. Then we're like, well, if we did seven, we got to do eight. And we, as the week went on, we upped it. And we ended at, what, 13? 14. Well, if we 14. did 10, we got to eat the worm. Yeah, so. 14, and that's where Cartwheel Tim came. Yeah, uh, came yeah, exactly. The last Cartwheel day Tim. between the whole day, we ended up doing 14. Yikes. That's a lot of Tim, tequila, boys. Tim woke up, looked at the balcony, and I swear to God, he contemplated just jumping off of it. Brandon, I'm going to jump. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to do it. And we yeah we ate the worm out of the tequila bottle at the pool Ugh. bar and it was it was a rough but it, it, it you're right it is great knowing that you know once a year for a whole week uh, people come to one location doing exactly what we do and we can sit here and talk and just shoot ideas back and forth about what you're doing what we're doing and what's working and it's so much fun we took a lot back from last year I feel like especially from social media and promoting things and I th- I think this was born from what we learned last year this yeah. podcast. Just getting our brand out there and, and communicating with people within our league. That's fantastic, man. Honestly, you guys do a great job. I'm super excited to listen to this at some point, hear what everybody has to say. you got to send it to Chrissy. Let Absolutely. her produce it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll post this in the uh, probably by tomorrow morning. I'll have it done. What? So I'll post it in the SSIA group for everybody. Tomorrow yeah. morning? That's a bold move, man. I, I would, you I'm do know we're bed. going out like. Look, we have like three hours before we have to start no, doing things tomorrow, I can tell you guys so. right now. If it's out tomorrow morning, I will do. Do not make this a goal of yours. To You're try right. To I'm make not going to make. I'll say I'll do ten push-ups, but he's going to stay up drunk until five o'clock just to make sure that happens. So the video that we put together for Game On, we got home from our friend's house at two o'clock in the morning, and I stayed up until seven so I could get it out on Sunday the next day, and I went Serial to bed. Serial edit. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, as I said, thank you so much for jumping on. And thank Thanks you for fellas. hosting. Thank you for this year. Absolutely. Let's yeah. go have a good time, gentlemen. Yes. All thank right, you man. so much. So JJ just told me we, we had him go up to the bar and see if we could put the uh, Sabres Panthers game on, and they the probably bar- went, huh? The bartender said, "I have to ask my manager if that's okay." Um, it is definitely we don't not, take kindly to hockey around these It is these definitely parts. not a hockey market. That, 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 I, that sport on ice, no, I don't listen, like that stuff. I was me and Steph were walking. We were walking uh, downtown St. Pete. Um, we only like ice in our and drinks, not on our playing fields. We overheard. I overheard this guy talking with this other guy. He was wearing a lightning shirt, but I I overheard him telling him like, "Oh yeah, well, back in uh, 2005 when we won the Stanley Cup." I'm like, first of all, you didn't win the Stanley Cup in 2005." Four. Yes. Uh, and what kind of fan are you that you don't I mean, know the you year so you many won the Stanley them, Cup? You know, who yeah, knows? They only won one. That's their only Stanley Cup. I'm like, can you imagine being a Buffalo fan, winning a championship, and not remembering the year that it happened? That wouldn't happen. That is their only championship. People, yes, people would yeah. have tattoos of that date. They'd, they'd that have post time Malone tattoos were. on their face. Yeah, it would be everywhere. So Amber, you were a SSIA virgin. How was uh, your first twenty-four hours um, or fifth, twelve hours? Twelve hours? Yeah, something like that. How is it? Um, it's interesting. Um, I've met a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, everyone, like, I got guys, to know people. It's you, been fantastic. You guys have come here before, and you know people. Yeah, we and you actually, we people. literally, we don't. We recognize people, and 
you know, it was it was nice to have some people. Shut on, up, so. Tim! You're gonna ruin your, you're ruining you our cover. People. I know everybody. I remember every face I've ever met. <laughs> you so. guys at least recognize people. I don't know anybody like yeah. besides Game On. You you so. will by the end of the week. You'll know. You'll, met, you'll, that's you'll, what I'm saying. I've yeah. met people like. You'll you know. start to especially once we have the uh, the challenge and. With your team, yeah, and I think tonight, you know, at league apps, you'll have a chance to yeah. go and meet some people and stuff. So, no, it's but. been a lot. Of, did you enjoy your uh, foot golf? Foot golf was a lot of fun. It was an oh. interesting experience with yep. the ponds and stuff that we had. It was an actual golf course, like, like a. Oh, really? Uh, it was like a par three, like bobolinks. Yep. But it had water hazards and sand traps and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, we found ourselves in the water quite a few times. There, if you how do you get the ball out? They're, they had they like, had like this, this gigantic scooper thing that you. Okay. Yeah. That you I need could, that for golfing. Just scoop in the bottom of it and like, hey, yeah. here's your ball, Brandon. But uh, so. so Joe and I finished tied for the best score. We yeah, what did you guys do to we, figure out we, who won? We haven't yet. Nothing I was just yet. about to ask, like, what do we, what should we do to break this tie? Push-ups. Push-ups. How's that going to Wait, can you do tie? longest drive at or at the place we're going to, Top Golf? We could probably How about do, winner at Top Golf? Whoever has a high score, it's just a driving range. Why didn't you do? No, no. Yeah, it, it, it's a competition with points. How? Because when you drive the ball out into this huge drive, so you're at home, you have a driving range. Yeah. Well, at Top Golf, inside the driving range, you have these big holes that are electronic. Really? That when the ball rolls into the hole, you get that many points. Really? It's a competition. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, we got to get out of here because yeah. we got to go. But got to go bust but the it's, catch. It's been my fa- favorite thing. It's so. been fantastic. Uh, talking to uh, everyone we talk to, hearing the ideas that they have, and kind of just seeing how they got started with everything. Look, if we're well put together enough tomorrow morning, I would set this up again while people are coming to check in and grab all their things yeah. and grab more people to come on and do it then. And we have the stuff with us. I'm fine doing it the rest of the week. We can certainly do more than one podcast while we're here. Yeah, definitely. But uh, as I said, we have, uh, I think, Amber, Tim, Marty, and I are off to... Top golf, top golf, right? Top golf. So, so uh, we'll see everybody over there. And uh, this is the amateur. I don't even know if we said that to no, start this we, one. No, we so. didn't because you're going to edit in the intro. Yes, I know. Well, we'll so, figure that out. Thanks after for ruining it. This yeah. is this is the amateur hour presented by Game Sports. Thanks for listening to the amateur hour presented by Game Sports. <laughs>